Hey everybody, this is Sam, that girl with the curls, bringing you yet another amazing episode of the podcast, if I do say so myself, and I do. This is episode 56, 1001 Nights, with uh, Kevin J. Stanton and Annie Stoll, who are the creators of the project and the very successful Kickstarter that has several weeks left on it, so uh, if you've been a little bit on the fence, you have some time to figure it out, but I wholeheartedly encourage you to donate uh, or back this particular Kickstarter because it looks amazing. And uh, speaking of amazing, so are Kevin and Annie. They are awesome and passionate about this project and they fully believe in, in what they're doing and, uh, and in, in achieving a goal of representation for all people, uh, regardless of race, creed, gender, um, of pretty much anything you can think of, anything that we feel divides us, they want to shatter those divisions through the wonder and beauty of art, prose, and poetry. So uh, I was just really happy to sit and talk with them. I'm also a backer of this Kickstarter, so full disclosure, um, I do have a stake in this game, but at the same time, it's already funded, so you're not going to ruin it for me. (laughs) Ha ha. But on that note, I still encourage you to donate, uh, back it, uh, get involved, uh, talk to the artists, talk to the creators, because there's just a lot of amazing talent involved in this. And I can only imagine, you know, what's going to happen in the future for something like this, uh, for a Kickstarter of this nature, and just for the idea of, of taking uh, the, the archetypical knight and turning it on its head in, in whatever way the artist deems it. So, um, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. Sorry if I'm, you know, stumbling over my words or anything, but... It's just so cool, and I'm just happy that I got to talk to uh, Kevin and Annie about it. So sit back, relax, and listen to us talk about 1001 Nights. Nothing much. How's how's it going with you guys? Uh, it's oh, been a crazy day. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing a lot of press for uh, Thousand and One Nights. I mean, not like press in particular. There's just a lot of like maintenance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, <laughs> just takes up a lot of your time. Right, and then we and both have day jobs thing. on top of that. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, so you guys can hear me, okay? Yeah, you sound great. Am Excellent. I okay? Yep, you're you're all good. So we'll yeah, we'll just uh usually goes about an hour. Uh we can, you know, more or less depending on how the conversation goes. And sure. um I'm gonna post this tomorrow. Oh cool. Yeah. Uh is is there any kind of uh like an intro outro song that you guys like or something that might encompass one thousand and nights I could add in? Uh we do have theme music. Yeah, we have theme music. You do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that would be cool. I could add that in, yeah. Alright, sweet, yeah, we'll send you Kevin Keys under a link to Dropbox when we're done. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, our my friend from uh Overclock Remix actually did all the music for us, which was super cool. That's awesome. 
Yeah. We went we all like, in. <laughs> yeah, we went all in. Well, he and I were next to each other, I think at Connecticon or like a convention once and like, you know, we became friends or whatever. And then I put a call out. I was like, hey, does anyone have any music for A Thousand One Nights? And he was like, yo, I can do it for you. And I was like, ah. <laughs> it was really cool. Like epic sweeping sounds and... <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. so good. And he was like, he looks at his like scratch tracks too, and we were like, these are so good. He's like, no, no, no these are just like the sketches. <laughs> You're like, oh well, then okay. Basically, <laughs> continue <laughs> maestro. <laughs> um, but we are recording now, actually, so uh, okay. uh, don't have to like completely go in for intros. But people should know that I am here with Kevin J. Stanton and Annie Stoll, the creators of One Thousand and One Nights which uh, is a very popular Kickstarter right now. And I think as of right now, it's at nearly uh, 118,000 of the pledged uh, of of you wanting 70 grand. And then you got like a lot more than that. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Yeah, so um, this is going to be kind of the, this question will be the typical one. Like what, what made you guys want to do this Kickstarter? And um, before we get into that, uh, could you explain it to anyone who doesn't know what this is? Sure. Well, um, 1001 Nights is a massive three-volume anthology project that focuses on creating people-positive characters with feminist overtones. And we have over 250 amazing artists that um, are doing a real mix of unexpected art, um, illustration, prose, poetry, um, comics, you name it. We even have a puppet. I saw that on Twitter. I was like, what is, what? (laughs) Does he send the puppet with each? He reached out to us for that. Um, It was like, you know, I really like this project. Can I, can I do something for it? Like, I'd love to make a puppet. And we were like, yes, of course. (laughs) Is he going to send the puppet with each volume? Oh my God. Oh, I wish. Like after a while, everyone gets to have the puppet for like a couple of days, and you send it off. It's like a really Sisterhood of the traveling pants. exactly. You know, you've got a lot of backers. They all want to at least look at the puppet. Oh my god! It's like a new trend. Amazing. Done. There we go. But yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole thing is really all about. Um, giving a platform and a voice to artists and really celebrating these like amazing creative characters that um, are not only like super badass, but they're also like diverse too, which is, you know, really important to us. Um, yeah. And I don't know, Kevin, if you want to talk a little bit about how it started, because it really kind of started with you contacting me. Well, yeah, we had seen um, Olivia Quinn's, uh, it was like an animation of Sleeping Beauty, but instead of like being pricked by the spindle, um, she like forms armor Mm -hmm. uh there's a comic backstory to it i think where um instead of being cursed to like fall asleep at some point like she gets cursed with armor or something so she forms armor and she crushes the spindle (laughs) and i think um annie had i think retweeted something that was going around a lot and i had seen it and i was just like like this is amazing (laughs) and and we kind of like bonded over um, and we had talked about like maybe doing fairy tales at first, but we really bonded over just kind of like strong female characters, which we expanded into like this much more diverse, um, welcoming platform ultimately. Mm-hmm. Right. And like keeping it people positive because, you know, like gender ID, you know, whatever you identify as, you should be able to be in this book. It's not, you know, only like female presenting, um, yeah. which I think was important. And we didn't tell people, um, any of the artists 
what they had to do. We just kind of let them know, like, this is our sort of statement about people positivity and, you know, just creating amazing characters. And it's interesting because a lot of the characters are Lady Knights, but, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just kind of a cool thing that happened with these artists because those are the kind of characters they want to see. Like, they want to see strong characters, maybe not even necessarily, you know, ones that can punch things, but there's a lot of stories in this that are um, about strength of character and about, you know, believing in yourself. And that's just a really cool message. And it's just, it's been awesome to see this um, community really grow and artists become friends with each other. And the Kickstarter is super successful right now. And um, I attribute that a lot to the greatness of the artists and also the audience wanting to see, um, you know, something like this. Well, and, it, yeah. and it's an interesting concept too. Just the one thousand and one nights, mm-hmm. the just the concept of knighthood and the the romanticism right. of of the, like the knights of the round table and sure. uh, very much because it 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 always felt for the longest time. I mean, not until you know recently that it was much more a strictly like it's for guys. Like mm-hmm. guys get to be the knights, girls are the damsels in distress, or there's some like warrior chick but doesn't get to don the armor or something like that. Right. Um, she's right. around until she can get married to one of the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was that oh. one. Um, <laughs> the oddly enough, I started thinking about like uh, different like uh, cartoons and representations of of women as knights um, because now we have like Brienne of Tarth um, yep. on Game of Thrones, and I don't know if you guys ever watched the Gummy Bears cartoon. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> there was an episode where the princess actually dressed up as a black knight to pro- you know, basically prove to her father that she could take care of herself kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. And you also have things like Steven Universe where, like, Pearl took a right. lot of her um, philosophy from watching, you know, from, from the knights of, like, Arthurian legend and that kind of stuff. So women can definitely identify with this, and anyone who isn't a man can de- identify with this. Right. So it's interesting that it's you know only taken up until now for us to really get to that point where we're like, hey, why not? Why not us? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's also important for us too to discuss you know like different body sizes mm-hmm. and you know like how everyone looks different and like the whole nine yards like that's really important like in this book there's you know little kids that are dreaming someone even drew a bug like (laughs) (laughs) there'll be cactuses and you know like anthros and like everything in between um and i think that's important because you know a knight is not just your stereotypical like european dude Mm -hmm. um the biggest thing was about like when we started talking Kind of like the, and you bring up Brienne, which was actually kind of the crucible for um, really like starting this project because we we watched the end of that season um, in 2014, and uh, Andy and I were like, let's get real. This is, you know, like yes, um, yeah. But we talked a lot about like what ultimately we wanted to do is a discussion on different forms of strength, and mm-hmm. um, so it's characters that. Yeah, they're not necessarily, like, wielding a shield or wearing armor, but um, some of them are about, like, finding really specific strengths that aren't about fighting, about finding, like, positive solutions to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really interesting because in, in our, our prompt to people, we basically said, you know, we want things that are sort of PG-13. We want, like, um, you know, like, feminist so that it's not you know, always going to be, like, a dude saving some damsel. Yeah. But, but we saw some really... girls saving some damsels. <laughs> yes, which happens. <laughs> yeah. 
that is in the book. It's like but, princesses saving themselves. I don't know. <laughs> yep, yep, we've got that too. <laughs> yes, yes, all of the above. But that was really like our, our discussion is we wanted just strong characters in general. So the, the diversity that came with it has been incredible for us to see. You guys have definitely been, uh, you know, sharing some of those uh, like teaser images and everything on online, and I mean, it just it already looks amazing. Like just, thank you. Um, if you go on the website that you have, uh, which shows the all the artists that are part of it, I mean, just I mean, some of these people are just like it's so gorgeous, like it's so beautiful. You're yeah, just, I mean, I, we're super blown away too. <laughs> yeah, um, a friend of mine is actually one of the artists, uh, Sarah Talmadge. Oh, hey! Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. She's so cool. Yeah, oh, she, she awesome. was a she was a guest on this uh, podcast uh, a while ago. Uh, we met at Comic Con, and we we talked right. mostly about Disney, like a lot. Of... <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah. No, when I saw her name on there, I was like, "What? I know that person." <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, really, that's super cool. We're potentially turning her. Uh, her work into stickers, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, she did like yeah, a really cool. Yeah, we're really excited about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and even if that doesn't happen, I'll just bug her about it and be like, "It's hey, Sarah. I want stickers. <laughs> Make it happen. <laughs> gimme, yeah, gimme, gimme." So, uh, so with the with the um, the different books that you have, so there's three books, uh, each one with a, a different tenet of uh, of. Is it more like knighthood, or are you just going for like heroism with this? Um, I think that's how we define knighthood, Mm -hmm. uh, like positive knighthood. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I would call it like knights. Knights, like, about, yeah, we we early on defined kind of like fellowship as one of the defining characteristics so that it wasn't total triforce, power and courage. Um, Although that would have been kind of sweet, too. Well, that's the next project. Yeah. Um, 
And so from there, we were like, well, we can't make a book so big that no one can open it. Because <laughs> <laughs> at one point, it was like tentatively a thousand You were like, 600 pages? pages? <laughs> like, too much. It's ridiculous. So it's it's so, as big as like the collective works of Shakespeare, basically. Right. <laughs> and I mean, it kind of is. So, <laughs> so we were like, let's, let's divide it up into like smaller volumes that make up a larger whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like, well, how do we sort of like take this art and corral it? Because the more you go through it, the more you realize there's certain themes that flow throughout the work of these people who don't know what the other person is doing, Mm -hmm. which is really, it's a very intriguing thing when you, when you collect a bunch of, you know, work together and you find these little micro themes. Um, and so by making the three volumes and sort of sorting them into those houses, um, that really gave this, um, this book sort of a meaning but it also kind of pulls it together nicely so you know a lot of the stories in um you know wisdom are more stories of of people like outsmarting other people and you know using their wits about them Mm -hmm. um fellowship are a lot more stories that are more about you know working together um and then of course courage is a lot of you know not just cool knights in armor but also you know there's characters that have the strength to you know stand up for themselves and you know, help other people and maybe even know when to say no. Mm-hmm. So, um, that is just really, really fun and really great. And it's the kind of thing where you can flip to any page and start reading and find inspiration. Um, there isn't necessarily start to finish, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of peruse through them, which I think is fun. It reminds me a lot of a uh, womanthology that came out back in like what, 20, 2012, I think. 2011. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, but I mean, it's just that it's that similar like idea of we have a you know we have this theme and nothing is necessarily entirely connected except by that theme. Which uh-huh. uh, I mean, from what your guys is what you are describing is just like the fact that everyone kind of rallied around it too and 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 managed to you know in a, in some ways like develop the same ideas without actually seeing what the other one's doing is just kind of impressive, really. <laughs> It was super cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was cool. We've had that hashtag, like, hashtag 1001 Nights for a while, and so people would start posting their um, work in progresses, and other artists would see what the other artists are doing. We actually had to, like, assuage a few people because they'd be like, oh, my God, this person's in it. Like, I'm not good enough. And we were like, no, 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 you are here for a reason. You are amazing. Like, mm-hmm. every single person here needs to be heard. So, but, you know, they kind of, a lot of them got over it and then started, like, <laughs> actually talking to the other artists and there's this really like rich community that I mean I've been in a few anthologies and um particularly A Thousand White Nights stands out because the artists themselves a lot of them are very social with each other and making you know new friends which is great um we have at least two artists that actually met through A Thousand One Nights and then started working on things together. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we're kind of like matchmaking. There we go. You know, that's like, that's really fun because, I mean, we're just trying to like create um, an environment where everyone feels accepted and open. Um, and yeah, so far so good. Yeah, no, you guys are, are doing pretty good so far. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's not surprising how popular it became, but I mean, did you guys even conceive of the Kickstarter taking off as big as it did? No. No, we did not. (laughs) I mean, we were confident that we would make our goal if we worked really hard for 30 days. (laughs) That was was where we were at. We talked about hoping to make, um, I think, 30%. There's a statistic that if you make 30% in the first week, Mm -hmm. that 90% of those projects make goals. So we were like, oh, you know, like, wouldn't it be awesome if if we made it, like, five days from now? Mm -hmm. And then 
to, to see like what happened from there was no, we were completely <laughs> taken aback. Yeah, I hadn't t- uh, turned off notifications on my phone, <laughs> and I think my phone died like t- like three times in a day. It was it was incredible. It was uh, amazing. You just see it blow yeah. up in your face. You're like, oh my, oh, what the hell? I didn't think that could happen. Yeah, yes. <laughs> my phone actually got hot. I didn't know that uh, iPhones can do this, but <laughs> testing the flaws in the machine through uh, people expressing yeah. their love for your project. So uh, yeah, my big advice is if you're going to do a really huge Kickstarter, turn off your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at it for another three weeks, and then you'll figure it out. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's really encouraging to know that so many people have been so supportive like we've received a lot of really just amazing encouraging notes from from people that you know we've never met before but you know what now we're friends because Mm -hmm. we're we're all in this together um and i would really hope that moving forward like more people are inspired to you know make um anthologies and not be afraid to you know um reach out to people and to make sure that, you know, when you're putting together a project like this, like make sure that you find voices that need to be uplifted and to be heard and, um, to just let people be who they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's really, really important because it reflects in the work. Like the, the, um, characters that you see in this book are just as diverse as, um, our artists and our artists are, you know, from all over the world and have all different backgrounds. Um, you know, they're all different gender IDs and sexualities and uh, race, and it's just really, really cool. Like, it's a little camelot and I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... Absolutely. My, uh, uh, I have a nephew, and, and this is, like, definitely something I would want to show to him. Like, something I want him to look at and be like, it's, uh, his, his middle name is actually Arthur. Uh, ah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I think that was intentional on his mother and his father's part to, to give him kind of that knightly <laughs> name. But uh, but it'd be really cool to be able to like sit him down with this and be like, you're named after a knight or a king and everything. Mm-hmm. But there's this other these other worlds of exploration of like what a knight can be and who a knight is, you know. Right. And and those are great things That'd to be incredible. Yeah. And, you know, growing up too. Like I mean, I've had a conversation with one of our artists, and um, you know, growing up, like there weren't a lot of like you know kick-ass brown girls that she could look up to, mm-hmm. and be able to have a book that this is a lady night and she looks like you know she looks like her or whatever like that means a lot because that's encouraging like that's showing you a character that you can you know relate to and that's really important growing up like I think a lot of people um who aren't of color take that for granted that oh well whatever lady nights are a thing well yeah but think about it like there's a lot of other people that don't have that example so if we can bring really amazing characters like that to life let's do it Definitely. Yeah. Um, identification, especially like via representation in media is huge. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I've, I've had this argument with people before where it's just like, well, you know, wh- you know, what do you care? It's like, I care because first of all, I'm a woman. So, you know, the default is usually guy. <laughs> and so, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm also white at the, you know, so at the same time I do have some privilege in terms of like, I'll probably get a lady night. And she'll look more like me than she will, you know, one of my friends who's Asian or black or anything. Uh-huh. And so to see those characters, even if it's, you know, just the static pages of a book, but uh-huh. it's something you can kind of hold on to and be like, you know, here's something that uh, inspires me. 
right? And I mean, me and Kevin have talked a lot, too, about the fact that, like, you know, there's some people in the world that are very negative, and you can shout and you can explain things all you want, but they're not going to get it. Like, that's just, you know, they just don't understand. But if I give you a beautiful piece of artwork or a book and I say, read it, that's going to make an impression on them. Like, that is a way to reach someone. And, you know, you might connect to a story be like, oh, this person made that? Wow, I never even thought. You know, and so that's sort of a way to also start this conversation um, Mm -hmm. is through art. Definitely, yeah. I mean, uh, especially, there's always like a book or a a comic or an image that we kind of hold on to for a long time. We don't even realize why we did that until we're like, oh, I've become self-aware. Now I understand why I did that. (laughs) Right. And we've heard from a couple, um, I mean, you bring up the same thing, which is, it's exciting to hear that you would show it to a nephew, but we've also heard um, from a couple fathers who um, who are like, you know, I can't wait to get this book and show it to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, right. um, like, it just, I mean, you know, look, Anna and I talk about this project to each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like, if anybody were witness to our conversations, they would be so bored. It's all we talk about. <laughs> but, it's um, true. We're really you know, passionate. Like, we're super passionate, and we've been working on it for a long time. But, you know, we've talked about so many facets of this project and who we hope it reaches um but then to hear concretely from people who are not just consumers themselves but who who want to be able to show that to somebody else especially somebody who's young or impressionable Mm -hmm. and show them like you know these are other ideas these are maybe not concepts that you're going to see you know everywhere unless you're watching steven universe yeah Um, exactly (laughs) in which case please watch steven but uh, everybody watch it come on <laughs> everybody needs to be watching it but you know like to hear that from people especially i mean we haven't even hit the end of our our kickstarter but to hear that within the first couple of days of you know like i can't wait to show this to my children is like just unbelievably overwhelming and powerful <laughs> you guys right. are going to be the new classics like in a like we are very proud of our artists kind of way and it, it comes from less of a, pla- a place of like well look what we did and more like look what everyone is into like we should all be striving to do things like this you know Absolutely. what I mean because mm-hmm. like I don't want a thousand one nights to be the only anthology that does this and there have been a lot before us that have done really really amazing things so I want to continue that like I want to continue to see more creators you know embrace diversity and specifically you know get inspired and do things like this and you never know like you know there's a lot of really amazing artists um in a thousand one nights they're still like in college or up and coming you know this might be something that like starts something or sparks something in them and maybe they make the next steven universe that would be awesome oh that would be Um, (laughs) you know and like and that's like something that you know I definitely think about is that you know you never know what you draw inspiration from and that's really what we want to do is just like inspire people and challenge them yeah um yeah i did a i did a presentation about um subversion and western animation at the last geek girl con in seattle ah how cool yeah (laughs) um one of the things I, i ended up getting this question towards the end of it which i i warned them i'm not a scholar on animation i just like a lot of cartoons uh but they were asking me, like, in terms of, like, the creators, you know, of these cartoons. And, and, and I said, we need more Rebecca Sugars and, you know, Pendleton Wards and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. and you get a lot of those people, you know, from, you know, 
witnessing like the their their art and everything and seeing them grow and you know get in them getting jobs from this kind of stuff so it it would be kind of cool if you know somebody from this uh, anthology like went on to create the next steven universe well, yeah i mean kind of surprised want... there's a, just yeah. so much stuff in here that's incredible yeah, I was gonna say I kind of want all of our artists to do that because I mean, like everyone is solid. Two hundred fifty is like a very large sounding number, but um, you know they're all super amazing and talented. And so I really encourage everyone, to, you know, check them out. Check out our page. We've got a full list of everyone, and they're all super cool. But you could bookmark it and then like every day look at one and have a person for like almost the next year. <laughs> like no, look at all of them at once. Just do it. Like consume oh, it God. with your Catch eyes. Your <laughs> I'm one of those people who will just scroll through and be like, I don't care what time it is, I'm just going to get through this list. Yes. <laughs> I've done that with Comic-Con, like, Artist Alley things, where I'm, oh, like, yeah. looking oh, yeah. it up. And <laughs> a fellow planner. There we go. <laughs> like, okay, where are they? Oh, how much is the commission? God damn it. <laughs> Hashtag artist life. <laughs> oh, my, yeah, it's like, I've, I've told people I've amassed a small fortune in commissioned art at this point. <laughs> Excellent. So I'll be adding uh, a thousand one nights to that collection as well. So, Sweet. <laughs> we appreciate it. Oh no, I I was more than happy to 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 you know uh, back that because when when I saw it, I was like, okay, maybe I'll wait till the very end or wait till the very end, whatever. But then I was like, no, I gotta do this now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're not going to make this afterwards. Like, this like this is the only shot. We're not selling this to you know any kind of publisher or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, Kickstarter is really your only way to get it. Um, artists are getting a very special um, artist version, which is part of what we Kickstarted for. Mm-hmm. Um, so afterwards, they will have like their quote unquote like artist edition. Um, however, you know, you got to find one of them to get it. Um, we'll put together a list that's got everyone's shops and what shows they'll be at, so you've got a running start. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like, all right, here's the super secret map to where all the artists are. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> We're excited to make it, though. We oh. want to drive a lot of traffic back to our artists as well. Definitely. Exactly. Especially since, like, a lot of these conventions and shows are where they make a lot of their money, too. So. Absolutely. Yeah, it's always good to have them exposed beforehand so that people can actually go, like, oh, my God, they're in this book? Well, I gotta go see them here. We keep imagining, like, a, uh, you know, like, Mocha or SPX or something where... <laughs> You know, it's just like everybody has, has like a copy of the book. Right. And I mean, we did take overflow. that into consideration a little too, though, because, um, you know, it's hard when you're at a show and everyone has, if you're all in the same book together, you have the same books. So um, each artist has their own sort of personalized edition. We have, like, they'll have a special little, like, excuse me, book plate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they'll only be, like, you know, X amount of you know, the Kevin books, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, if you're at a show, someone might be in wisdom, someone else might be in fellowship. And then, you know, there's only so many of those. So it's a way that you can find new artists, but if you're a hardcore fan of a particular artist, you can also support them directly. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we tried to, we tried to think about it all. Cause like it would really, it's, it's, you know, it's really crappy to go to a show and be like, well, I guess I'm not selling anything cause Mm -hmm. everyone else is already here. (laughs) And, I mean, and you'll be you'll be done with the Kickstarter by the time any like the bigger cons come around. But are there plans to like present a, at anything like you know, on panels yet? Are people like going, "Hey, come here and talk about this thing"? Like, uh, we have tentative plans if we can to debut it at TCAF, but um, it's not out yet. So obviously, we don't want to like commit to that. Uh-huh. Um, and then uh, we're looking at July for everyone to be getting books in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully maybe we get that even sooner, but July is looking like it, it's the time. Um, 
we're working with Bread Pig, which is an amazing um, group of people, and uh, they've been helping us with everything from math to fulfillment to um, working with vendors to get these books made. So we're in good hands. I'm really excited about it. And they've worked on some really, really amazing, like, huge um, Kickstarter. So when we approached them and they said, yeah, we'll take you guys on, that was just huge for us because we know what a great job they've done on, you know, like Ryan North's and uh, Scott Wegner's and, um, you know, B9 Kingdoms and countless others. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a question for you guys from a friend of mine. I told her I was going to be talking to you guys and she, she's, when I posted that I had backed it, she was like, oh my God, I want this in my life. (laughs) Um, So she had a question. She thought I was talking to most of the contributors, but I, I still feel like this question is kind of relevant to you as well. Um, uh, she asked, uh, is there any specific person that inspired the knights that were created? Do, do you know of any stories of people kind of, um, maybe taking from history or their own personal stories or anything like that? Um, it's, uh, I mean, there are so many contributions. Yes, all of it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, uh, I mean, Emily Cheeseman did, um, a take on an Arthurian legend, um, but we have people who have done kind of like autobio comics. Um, there's like a Power Rangers homage. There is. There's what? A Power Rangers one. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! But it's with um, like Lady Knights. Um, it's yeah. that makes yeah, me ten year like old in me go like, oh my god! Yeah. It's like a reporter is covering uh, the Power Rangers. It's it's really good. It's I. Cute. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they're really all over the place. I mean, everybody really had a very. Yeah. idea of, of what they wanted their night to be, so I, I mean, would it's, say they're like, less historical. Well, yeah, I mean, it's true. There's some that are very, sort of, loosely based in legend, and then there's a very good amount that are, sort of, like, original characters. Like, there's a few I know that are, like, very, um, like, special, near and dear original characters to some of the creators, mm-hmm. and so you as an audience member might not know that that is this very precious character, but, um, you know, you'll get a sense that when you're reading the story, like, wow, this character's so cool, it's because it's so loved. Yeah. And some of them are, um, like, subversions of yeah. historical figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, one of our, our artists, uh, Kelly McMorris, did um, Tomoe. Okay. Uh, uh, which is an exquisite piece. Um, but, like, Ryan North wrote a comic uh, that is, like, a, it's like a really comical retelling of Medusa um, <laughs> in, like, his telltale kind of, like, crazy, wacky, sort of modern and irreverent. But So, like, everybody really tackled it in, in very different ways. But there's kind of, I mean, like, with so many people and so many different voices, there is something for everybody if you're looking for kind of historical mm-hmm. it's there yeah I, I i i think that she was just trying to get at the, you know like where people were taking their inspiration from but it sounds well from what it sounds like it a lot of the inspiration came from the i i mean how did you guys get very you know specific with your prompt for the artist or was it no. intentionally vague <laughs> no, no we no. wanted to be vague mm-hmm. um, it, it really was like just kind of what is like, like, create a character that's important to you. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, and so, with the with the Kickstarter, have you guys um, have you guys been a part of, of Kickstarters before? Like, what what is that that business like for you guys? I mean, uh, you know, what's your day job versus what you're doing with this thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, Annie's done a Kickstarter. Yeah, I've actually done two before. Um, I did my very own personal one way back when. And then I did a Kickstarter for Hanadoki Kiro, which is a shoujo anthology, um, which was a couple, like, 
maybe two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a, an anthology on a smaller scale. We had like 26 um, people in it. Uh, so I had like an experience um, working t- with a group of people and creating an anthology and, you know, working with vendors and we made it all, you know, and sent it all out of my apartment. <laughs> and it, it was like, we got like a thousand books in and who knew a thousand books were so heavy to carry. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, I think that was a really great experience for me because, um, that also when a thousand nights started happening, I was like, okay, I can't put a thousand and one books in my apartment. Again. <laughs> I gotta like find who, who I can get to like help me. Um, which I think is a very big key, um, in doing anything is knowing your limits and knowing when you need help and, and asking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, I, you know, me and Kevin worked in this together as co-creators, but, you know, we pulled in people that we knew could help us. So, you know, like we brought in bread pig, which was like super huge. Um, you know, anyone throughout this process, like we have, um, a friend of mine is helping us do the PR and like do the tweetings because we both have day jobs. We can't always be on the Twitter. Yeah. Um, so like bringing in different people to help out, um, is definitely key. And I mean, as far as Kickstarter goes, um, it's a really, really great platform, but you really have to have a very sharp plan and know what you're doing. You can accomplish great things. Um, you know, if we'd ever taken this idea to a publisher, they would have said no, like Mm -hmm. no one would ever have made this book and no one would have ever started out making the book as plush as we are. I mean, like to begin with, we were like, all right, we're going for this, you know, hardcover, cloth bound, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) four color, full color. You're like fancy. Yeah, no, it's fancy. (laughs) Pretty much. Because I mean, that's the thing is that when you self-publish, like you have complete creative control. Um, and as long as you do your research, you find people to help you and you come up with a good plan, you can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think you have to be also realistic and be willing to listen to other people's advice. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are just like, oh, Kickstarter is this like golden place where things happen, everything happens immediately. Um, but that, until, you know, A Thousand One Nights, like, that really hadn't been my experience. Like, in Hanadoki Kira, it took us a good long while to reach our goal. And, um, you know, for every 1,001 Nights, there's a whole bunch of Hanadoki Kiras you don't hear about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's good to, to think about that. Um it is very like luck of the draw with some with with Kickstarters because yeah yeah I've I've seen some where it's like it seems like a really good idea but you just can't seem to find the audience for it or no one right. no one knows what, if if that's something that they want in their life right well and I mean like yeah, for absolutely. instance like Tadoki Kira was super awesome and everyone who backed it was amazing and the artists were great but shoujo is a very like niche thing so you know not everyone in the world knew what shoujo was mm-hmm. but knights are a lot more relatable um, and so. Plus, we have 250 people versus 26. True. (laughs) Like, I mean, the first two days, I mean, we had no press coverage. We, I mean, period. It was all grassroots. Mm -hmm. And it was all of our artists, you know, going to their friends and their family and their fans and saying, hey, I'm in this. Help us out. Yeah. And and Um, help out they did. (laughs) For reals, though. I mean, like, that that was one of the things that Annie and I talked about in the first couple days because we were like, we've done... You know, like, Annie and I have done a lot of work to get the books to where they are, um, you know, just on the, the management side, but to see us, like, make a goal, a big goal, so quickly, um, you know, relying on our incredible roster of artists, just talking about how excited they were, mm-hmm. was, like, one of the most incredible kind of things, because it was, like, you know, not not only have we found an audience ideally with our backers, but like we've 
energize this audience of our, our artists too who are so excited about the work that they've done um, and the work that other people have done this community that we've created and they've they've you know built from from nothing is uh that was really really cool to see yeah it's and it. to your other oh go on no no go ahead go ahead <laughs> well your second question was how does it relate to our day jobs so um i'm actually an art director like that's uh slash graphic designer mm-hmm. slash comics are like my fun thing i do for myself um, yeah. in my spare time so um my background is in you know doing art directing generally i'm not doing 250 people at a time but, <laughs> but um i do have that experience in coordinating teams and working with illustrators um and i've you know worked on like projects and you know taken on leadership roles before so i think you know there's a lot of that sort of experience that definitely translates um normally i'm working on uh music design um which can come with a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's something that's a skill that I've acquired is being able to work with lots of different people that, you know, come from lots of different backgrounds. Um, and then Kevin, I'm sure you could talk about your awesome illustration skills. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, the, the management side, I mean, I'm a freelance illustrator by day mm-hmm. uh, and night and all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Most hours uh, of the day. <laughs> you know, um, for me, the management side was... Uh, almost completely new. I had done one zine um, prior to this, Fezzine, which was... It was really uh, famous. I knew about it. It, it wasn't it was famous. <laughs> um, it was famous but it was me. fun. It, it, it was, you know, 19 artists plus myself, and most of them were friends or recommended by friends. Uh, but it was easy, so easy. You know, it was mm-hmm. just like people sent in the work, and I threw it into Photoshop, and it was done. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, comparatively... Uh, Thousand and One Nights has been like a huge learning curve for me. Um, I've been kind of managing more of the day to day, just with so many, so much art coming in like all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but well, because I, I'm doing the book and I didn't want to look at the art ahead of time because I didn't want to like, for instance, say I saw one person's piece before everyone else's. I didn't want to like get like a favoritism not that i'm i show favorites but like you know what i mean like if you Mm -hmm. have a piece of art in your mind it just kind of sticks there yeah so kevin was really like influential important because he takes care of the day-to-day he talks to everyone if there's like any like questions or people want to check in or change their stuff um and he kind of managed everything into a file so that when the time came i could just go through it all and it was awesome though it was crazy it was emotional yeah (laughs) i mean it was emotional like getting it incrementally too um and i've learned a lot from annie uh she is super professional Um, so we've been like (laughs) but i mean she and i work really well um i think that we both complement each other's strengths um so it's been an interesting kind of almost two-year process of figuring out like how to work together how to how to bring a project this large to fruition and uh it's been cool yeah we often (laughs) we actually sometimes at this point which is creepy now uh (laughs) like we will finish each other's sentences but via text so we'll like send the same text at the same (laughs) time time. there we go and it's (laughs) like we have been working together too much, yeah. too long. But like, get out of incredible. my head. <laughs> no, it's no, like it's we good. always say, like, oh, my God, we're so on the same page. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's good It's good to work with someone. Because, I mean, we both, um, 
respect what each other has to say. So a lot of times yeah, our absolutely. process is is works like this, like where like I'll have like an overall arcing idea and it's kind of crazy, <laughs> and then I'll tell Kevin, and Kevin will be like, oh, I have a really similar idea. Let me sift this down and make it make a little more sense. Let mm. me throw it back at you. I'll be like, oh, okay, here, here's all the things we got to do. Here's what we got to change. Give it back to Kevin polish it up and like we kind of like do this like sort of back and forth thing yeah, and we, we do that from everything from writing emails to creating artwork like when we were talking about like the crests and stuff like i made kevin this mood board of like it's all these awesome. really- oh. <laughs> <laughs> but like i had i knew in my mind like i felt like the identity of a thousand one nights really needed to be something that was um kind of harken to the past but also was modern mm-hmm. um so if you've ever seen a lot of those really cool old cloth bound books they have these like really cool old colors oh, and yeah, just really yeah. fascinating yeah and they're really they're like the old fairy tale books are amazing and so i wanted to sort of like riff off that and kevin has this um sort of like style he has a lot of different styles but the one particular style is sort of like um cutout style that he does mm-hmm. and i thought that that would be really great for sort of branding because i didn't want this book to have a cover that like one person drew because it feels like oh that's this one person's book yeah i wanted it to really feel like everyone's included so whereas it is kevin's amazing illustration i got him into this mode well he got himself into this really cool mode <laughs> where it feels like this really beautiful like crest and overall and it was a really bad bad mood board and a bad scribble and he it was, was able to, not like, a bad it was a, <laughs> it was pages of like inspirational book covers that she collected and wow. like well, motifs and type tree like i don't know why she's done playing this bad, it was super awesome like <laughs> annie you have to accept that you have some awesome ideas come on now <laughs> is that like you know kevin was able to take that and just make it this gorgeous gorgeous illustration and and we've been able to kind of like use that throughout the project um and even like the type we had a really fun time with it um the secondary type is called um begum and mm-hmm. it's from this really amazing um indian type foundry that we licensed it from and their whole deal was like taking these really amazing typefaces that could actually um sort of harken back to their culture and mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like this gorgeous, has all these glyphs and all these things you'll never see, but I behind the scenes was like, you know, geeking out over it. And <laughs> it really complemented our style really well. And so like, you know, we really even, we even like, you know, th- thought into things like, okay, what's our secondary type going to be in the book and things like that. Um, well, and, and, and just because you're, you're that, you're paying that much attention to detail. I mean, it comes across in, especially not the stretch goals that you guys have set for yourselves with the gilded edges and oh the foils. <laughs> and are so excited about those. I mean, no, like when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, every like, a, you know, I've had like tons of fairy tale books in my lifetime with mm-hmm. the gilded edges kinds of things. Yeah, like you're, they're so cool and fancy. It makes you feel like you've got something precious. Exactly. I mean, even like the cloth bound <laughs> books and everything, because it's yeah. so old school in, in such a good way, a nostalgic way, because right. I mean, a lot of people... People from you know probably pretty much our generation and, and maybe older than us uh, have have had those books in their lives or like a grandparent Absolutely. you know read to them from them and you know so it's 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 a really cool like continuance of a tradition uh, that has kind of gone out of style you know for the most part. Yeah, and we've blown through enough uh, push goals that now everything's going to have, like, shiny foil, and it's going yeah. you know, to be super, super plush. <laughs> it's like, everything's shiny! Look at it! Pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah I, but it's fun. And uh, did you... Who did the, like, the animation kind of things for your Kickstarter? Like, uh, was that just you guys, or did you have someone do that for you? That's me. That's you? Oh. <laughs> I'm the one making everything shiny. <laughs> yeah, he did all the gifts. Although, you can talk a little bit about our video if you want. That'd be cool. 
That's true, yeah. Um, I've done, like, a lot of the, the assets, but we had huge help um, from Matt Pichette, who did our video, and he has the patience of a saint. Because <laughs> it make went him through, change a lot of stuff. Oh, my God, it went through, I think, like, 20 revisions, and he was such a champ. <laughs> but, I mean, he really helped us, like... And him and Dark Sword, who composed the music, like, it took what could have been a video of, you know, showing beautiful art and, and Annie and I babbling, um, you know, and turn it into something that was very, very slick and professional. And I think that that is, but I think that I credit a lot of that for kind of the instant success because it's the first thing you see on the page and it starts out and it just has that sense of, like, these are not... Like, this isn't rough. Annie and I have always talked how we wanted to be professional. Mm -hmm. Um, We wanted everything to, you know, if we were going to be in complete creative control, we wanted it to be, like, the best we could make it. And so they did a huge uh, job just kind of turning it into something that was incredible to watch and witness and and really get, like, a sense of the project right off the bat. And especially with something like this where you want to let people know right off the bat, you're like, no, we mean serious business here. Like, we... uh, Yes. uh, We're not not effing around with this. Like, we want to do this because, I mean, like we've talked about, you know, previously, it's about representation more than anything else. And so... You you don't want people to feel like they're, you know, uh, they're putting their trust in you and they're not going to get what you're you're saying that you're going to give them. Right. So, I mean, that's... Again, I I don't envy the stress you guys are under. I, like, <laughs> it's worth it. I, I'm sure it is. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it, it, I, I think it's great that you guys have each other to commiserate with at times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can't imagine doing this, like, just one person. One, yeah. One poor, yeah. poor soul. <laughs> oh. Gosh, no way. Um, so, I, I mean... Best case scenario here when, I mean, you, you're fully funded already, but what do you think that last day is going to be like for you guys? Like, oh, gosh. Is it, is I it don't just, know. Like, just go dark on the internet and be like, okay, this is cool, <laughs> but we just need no, a process. Historic, historically, um, comic Kickstarters do sometimes almost better on the last day because mm-hmm. a lot of people see it and they're like, oh, that's really cool. I'll wait until it gets kickstarted. They hit remind and they don't even check back until their email reminds them. Mm-hmm. So, there's, <laughs> you know, hopefully there's a whole group of people that thought it was cool, but, you know, maybe they haven't got paid yet or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, whatever the circumstances may be that on the last day, they're like, oh, crap, I got to get it. <laughs> um, so I'm anticipating the last day to be um, pretty crazy. I mean, in my in my experience and then also like my experience, I've gone to like a lot of like, you know, Kickstarter panels at conventions and I've re- done a lot of research and talked to a lot of people. Um, usually like, you know, your first few days, those are your super crazy days. And then, you know, your first week is really trying to get to 30%. Mm-hmm. Um, we got really lucky. We did that in a few hours. So cool. <laughs> and <laughs> But from there, you know, you get kind of a lull where the first two you know, second, third week, like, that's sort of more of a chill time, and then at the end is when everyone's, like, last minute, like, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta get this before it's gone. You're like, oh, um, crap, I gotta get that. <laughs> right, and so there's kind of, there's kind of an ebb and a flow, and, you know, obviously, you know, we talk to people like you, and maybe, you know, some other people hear about it, and, you know, whatever we can do to get our word out about our artists is, you know, give us a little boost or whatever, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, Kickstarter is a, something of a mysterious place. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but all the more reason that, like, if that's something that you're interested in, um, to do the research, to talk to people, to ask the questions, um, you know, and find out people that can help you, because um, it's certainly possible. Mm-hmm. 
Now, is the uh, is the are the three books locked? Like, do you have all of your artists, all of your yes. stories, everything? Uh-huh. So you're good to go. You're just waiting for that last day, and then you can start like assembling. Oh, and he's yep. done uh, like ninety five percent of it already. Yeah. Like, oh, books nice. Are laid out. Uh, I would say ninety percent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll go with ninety. <laughs> it's always um, good to give yourself a ten percent buffer. She has a yeah. good job, you know. But yeah. um, but no, they're I'm, they're really. Uh, we talked about you know like do we want to fund and then bring people to finish their pieces, but. Um, we really have, like, everything kind of already assembled. Um, I think because we're so huge, we had to do it that way. Yeah. Very often, um, you know, people have sort of a sample, and I've been in the Kickstarters before where it's like, you know, it happens, and then you're allowed a certain period of time to finish your pieces. Um, but, you know, if we weren't completely done and we asked for people to kickstart for the amount we did with the amount of people we had, um, you know, there would be people that, whatever life circumstances happen, drop out, and I just feel like that would be a very difficult thing to do to, to herd 250 people mm-hmm. after the fact. Oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. that might drag out. That might drag out forever, and that's not fair to our backers. So um, when we talked to our artists, we were very, you know, when we realized that Thousand One Nights was going to be a really big thing, and we were like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this right. We're going to give this project the time it needs. When it is ready, that is when we will kickstart and not even a little bit before. I mean, there was a period of time, like, close to Christmas, where we were like, we're close, we're close, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And then we realized, you know what, we're so close to Christmas, there's a few people that don't have their things ready yet. Like, we, in our hearts, were like, it's not ready. Like, we have a feeling that we need to wait till it is, like, every I and T are dotted and crossed, and then we can go and we can say, listen, we are 90% done. The book is laid out, you know, like, we just need you guys to help us out, and then we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, like I said, it's, it's a phenomenon because our book is so big. Yeah. Um, I had to do it that way. Because, I mean, I wouldn't back a Kickstarter if it was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be done. <laughs> it's mostly done. I mean, come on. Trust us. Yeah. And, I mean, we were very upfront with our artists about that. Like, when we told them, listen, this is what we're going to do. This is who we're going to work with. Um, and I think that's also really important, too, is, like, you know, being as transparent as you can and explaining to everyone, you know, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to accomplish it. Mm-hmm. And then doing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that whole thing. Um, so with with the books, like, are, and I know you, Annie, you said you didn't want to play favorites or anything, but are there right. pieces that you're looking forward to other, you know, to, to people experiencing at all? I mean, not playing favorites, but just kind of like, <laughs> hey, this one is really freaking cool and you should check it out. I feel like they all kind of art. <laughs> no, it's 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 real it's really true. There's not a single piece of art in this book that I was like, oh, it's in this book. Like every <laughs> single piece of art is really, really good. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things where um there's not only is there like a variety of representation within, you know, the characters and within the stories, but there's a really crazy style range in mm-hmm. this book. You know, like if you like more anime influenced style, we've got that. If you're really into like weird indie, we've got that. If you like puppets, we've got that. Yeah, exactly. um, you know, there's and I feel like, you know, that's really important because um I feel like it's, it's always a dangerous thing to only like one thing, to only find one style and say that's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to always expand and find new things, try new things, find new artists. So um, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I want people to kind of go through and be like, oh, wow, I didn't think I would like this, but I do. And 
then go follow that artist. <laughs> like, All right, fine. Be like my mother, not choose which of her children she loves more. <laughs> you know, hint, you know. it's totally me. <laughs> She's a good woman. That's Aww. so true. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, just even going back to that, that, list of 250 names i mean if you managed to find 250 artists that all had the same style that would first of all be impressive but second of all be like wow that's kind of boring (laughs) like um but yeah it's great that you guys have found like or at least attracted all of these different types of art styles and artists and everything so that you know whatever you're looking for it's probably there yeah and i mean the first the first part was all like just submissions like period like we put out a call for art and everyone answered and then there was a certain point where we were working on the book before it had split into three and we're like oh we have like x amount of extra space you know we could maybe curate this and like ask a few people like you know why not what's the worst thing anyone's ever gonna say is no um so then we kind of went to all these people that we loved and said hey this is what we're working on this is what we're up to we would love to have you be a part of it and crazy thing is a lot of them said yes Mm -hmm. and anyone that said no was pretty much like sorry i'm really busy with work but good luck (laughs) and did they Um, fall away (laughs) yeah but they were all really positive a lot of them even like backed us so when it it actually happened um so that was that was really really cool um and uh, have both, have either of you contributed to this at all? Uh, in terms in of an, an art, you know, piece of art oh, or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm the one with the cactus. Okay. <laughs> you, should, you should tell her, you should explain her the, the cactus in-joke. No, see, I didn't realize it was an in-joke until oh. we, um, we had like a little meetup on, in Manhattan and uh, I kind of like, was privy the, to this. Thing. Yeah, we filmed, you can see part of it in the, the Kickstarter video where we had like a little meetup in the cloisters. Um, but apparently, uh, in the first days, like with the call out, and Annie was talking about what kind of characters you could have, because that was a lot of things that people were asking. And on Twitter, she had said like, it could be anything, it could be, you know, a lady night, it could be whatever, it could be a cactus. <laughs> and so apparently that came like, it's <laughs> like an in-joke amongst the Thousand and One Nights crew. <laughs> and uh, so I was, I finally found out about that at the cloister, so I was like, yeah, I mean, I really do like plants. So, <laughs> uh, so my contribution is, is on all of the thank you pages, there are three different cacti. You're kind of creating like the comic book tie-in to a movie. I know. I'm looking at you, old fans, all the five of you. It's like you might like the Marvel movies, but if you don't read this thing, you're not gonna know what's happening. Oh, <laughs> like, I mean, they just won't have as rich of an experience, but whatever. Yeah, it's okay. fine. Why not That's be really in the dark fast. the whole time? <laughs> you never get that rewarding experience that everyone else has. <laughs> Uh, so we're nearing uh, the end of the hour. Um, 
So before we start wrapping this up, uh, is there anything you want to promote in terms of like what's happening with the book currently? I mean, this is going to go out tomorrow, so this will be as fresh as it can get. Oh, cool. Uh, well, definitely please check out our Kickstarter. Um, it is 1001 Nights, and it's uh, spelled 1001 Nights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S. Or for those of you French people, Knigget's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we also have on our Tumblr, which is 1001nights.tumblr.com. Spelled um, out. Yes, spelled out. <laughs> words, not numbers. Um, <laughs> we have a full list of all of the contributing artists hyperlinked so that you can check out their work as well. Um, and it is crazy and staggering and everything is awesome. So definitely check that out. And uh, what which stretch goals are we at at this point? <laughs> let's see let's see yeah we we've we just by a whole bunch of them goal. yeah so uh i think we're at let me see there's so many we're um we're almost to 120k and at that point we will get one more fo- uh, foil color added mm-hmm. which means the entire cover will just be like foil you'll be <laughs> blinding you'll be gorgeous and then after that at 130 we have the sticker sheets coming up um, which are super with cool. Sarah's piece. There we yeah, go. With Sarah's piece. Come on, so, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be really cool. And then beyond that, we have several more. Um, uh, hopefully, I mean, like, hopefully we do. But like, there's definitely going to be a point where we have to like add more because we didn't, you know, think it would go that crazy. <laughs> um, but uh, we can definitely tease for you guys. Um, there'll be some more really fancy uh, print options. Maybe there's a fold-out poster. I don't know. What? Um, <laughs> there, there is. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoilers exclusive just for you guys. Fold-out posters for each house. You um, heard it yeah. here, folks. Come on. Push the stretch goals. <laughs> yeah. So there's some really, really fun stuff. And um, we have some more uh, things in store. If it goes even a little crazier, um, We'll, we'll get you. Cool. <laughs> we got you, man. We got you. <laughs> we'll hook you up. We'll hook you up. I, I saw that Pam Wishbow is on your list. Like, couldn't she just yes. make some little shields or something like that and send them off? Oh. Well, uh, yes. funny you should mention her. Mm. I'm mentioning something else, and we'll let everyone else draw those lines. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just going to leave that out there. Uh, right wink. there for everyone to look at. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> say no more uh okay well so you know kevin annie thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate it yeah thanks for letting us talk we'll talk forever definitely (laughs) (laughs) i I think i've proven on the show that sometimes i can keep going on and it's just like get to the guest god (laughs) (laughs) um and uh since we've we've talked about a thousand and one nights uh where can people find you guys if they want to maybe tweet at you or get in contact Sure. Well, I am on Twitter, um, hashtag A-N-I-I-S-T-O-L-L. Mm-hmm. It's not hashtag, though. Oh, it's at symbol. No. <laughs> it's like, if you're cool with making yourself into a hashtag, that's, that's fine. <laughs> no, I didn't know about that one. Annie Stoll um, is trending on Twitter. This is so trending. Um, <laughs> so I'm uh, at Kevin J-A-Y Stanton on Twitter as well. Uh, we're pretty much always on. <laughs> excellent well and uh anyone out there interested in my deets it is at darling underscore sammy s-a-m-m-y uh, you can also go to my uh, maniacalgeek.com where this uh, episode will be posted as well as on itunes and you can go to the page on facebook for maniacal curls i believe i i should know probably but whatever um, 
<laughs> that shows how much effort I put into this. <laughs> but uh, once again, on behalf of Maniacal Geek and that girl with the curls, Annie and Kevin, thank you so much. And thank you. I'm so happy A Thousand and so One Nights is doing so well. I'm just. Uh, yes, us, we are as well. Yeah. We're so grateful. Like, seriously. And thank you so much for having us. Oh, yeah. No problem. You guys are welcome back anytime whenever you want to talk nights or art and whatever. Down. So, what are you doing tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> well, I got to go to work. But then when I get home, it's all good. Awesome. We'll see you there. All right. And uh, for everyone else, Good night, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you.